So do you want to know the best payoff to anything I've ever done on Twitter? Um, yeah, you got, that's when you got Shrek's Day Out made. Well, it's, uh, yeah, Shrek's Day Out got made, but also, in addition to that, a couple of, you remember on Valentine's Day, my love and romance that bloomed between me and the Checkers Rallies account? Well, that's... Yes. Con- well, that's continued on to this day, where a few, I think it was about a week ago, I get a message from Checkers Rallies that says, The Frypocalypse is coming. Would you like a t-shirt? And I said, fuck yeah, assuming they'd send me a link to, like, a website to buy it. No, they are like, give us your address. So, Homeboy is now is <laughs> now the owner of a proud Frypocalypse shirt. It is genuinely the nicest shirt I've ever owned in my entire life. I'm angry that you didn't ask for two. <laughs> and a podcast <laughs> sponsorship. Like, come on, baby, let's do this! I would have just settled for the free shirt. <laughs> Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time. It's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load. A load. Huh. B. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the official rallies cast, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake I have a big squishy strawberry. I, (laughs) okay. Tell How us you the- doing, boy? I'm uh, Blake Tanner here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm your strawberry farmer. I went out on the fields today and harvested the squishiest berry I ever felt in my whole life. I got big old berries, and I come and put, I pick them, and then I put them in your mouth. I got... <laughs> oh, God. Open it up, buddy. And j- I- here he is, open and wide. It's the S. Oh, Scotty Moore. Oh, you took my finger off there almost. I just, I want to imagine, like, going to a hotel in Tennessee, and you know how the commercials are always buck wild? No matter what hotel you're staying at in Tennessee, the first commercial is always just like, We got coonskin caps! Come on down and play the mini golf with us! Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier! I want you God to damn, I, I'm positive I've heard that same advertisement a million times. Yeah, if you've been to Gatlinburg once, you've heard it five billion times. But I just want you to imagine that happening and then cut to the next commercial and it's just Farmer Blake and he's got the berries and he's going to put them in your mouth. Come on. Davey Crockett. Blakey, Blakey Crockett. Got the strawberry for your mouth. I'm amazed that they have to end every advertisement in Tennessee with that Davy Crockett bit. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like an ASMR video. You take the strawberry and just, like, put it to the camera and slowly rub it around the lens as if you're trying to put it in your mouth. All right. All right. Here we're going to... Okay. And I'm going to take this, and and you're going to love it. You're going to love it here at my... No, wait. Hold on. Hold parlor. on. Let me remind you. You're still in character as Farmer Blake. Now you're gonna, now we're in, you're gonna live at my <laughs> strawberry parlor. We got strawberry jams, we got strawberry wine, we got strawberries we put right in your mouth. And you're gonna find us on Highway 57, right down from, um, the house that Dolly Parton lived in when she was a little girl. Alright, see you there. Davy! <laughs> Davy Crockett! I want the. I know we've been doing. I know we've been doing this show for over a hundred episodes at this point, but I do want to change our outro from "fucking see us next time" to being like "Davy, Davy Crockett." Oh fuck! Fun fact: Davy Crockett died at the Alamo. Uh, He had. (laughs) He had fucking. That pirate disease, scurvy. You know what prevents scurvy? Some nice fruit. Like, we got it, Blake's Fruitcake Strawberry Parlor. Come on down I-85. We'll take care of you. I thought it was, um... 
What's his name? It, uh, it, oh, yeah, it was David Bowie, the guy that made the knives. <laughs> David Bowie! <laughs> he went down there with the, at the Alamo. Today, we're going to make some knives. This knife is made of moon rock, children. Oh, it came look. from space. Space! And then he just starts stabbing the children. And then, then, then uh, this is all happening in the combination strawberry parlor and moon rock knife place. And then Farmer Blake walks in and sees David Bowie, who's just killed a million children. And Farmer Blake, he killed younglings. <laughs> you killed younglings. You don't kill the younglings. That's not strawberry jam. But then they jar it up, and we've now made a reboot of Sweeney Todd in the fucking blood jam. It's some blood you... jam, baby. Come on and slam now. We got a <laughs> blood jam going now. Welcome to the blood jam, boy. This is this is already starting off as an episode, isn't it? Can I uh mm-hmm. can I ask you a very personal question? Because I I consider us to be party boys. And when yes. we go out, it's always a party and a story is meant to be told. How the fuck did we travel to the home of the blues and rock and roll, Nashville, Tennessee and come back with no stories to tell? This was the calmest I think we've ever endured a trip together. I know, right? Like I I, because we spent half the time driving, and that's just not conducive to our normal bullshit. Oh, no, no, over half the time driving. It was like two-thirds in the car, and then one-third at a wrestling show, and then there's a small percentile of us eating hot chicken. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had the extra hour to drive after you dropped me off. Oh, yeah, baby, it kept going up. And for me... Add tack on two extra hours for me to get from Oxford to Birmingham. Yeah, I remember I was at work trying to come up with like, okay, what are we gonna talk about in the opening segment? Oh, we can talk about everything we did in Nashville, like um walk. Walk a, a mile. Walk a full mile twice, um eat chicken. <laughs> we stopped at a we we did stop at we did try to stop at an abandoned gas station. We did, because I had to piss so bad that I was like, no, Blake, it's fine. There's a gas station right there. And then we pulled up, and a ghost got in the back of the car. That's how abandoned this motherfucker was. Yep, and he came, he went all the way home with you, too. He's right there. Mm-hmm, it's like the haunted mansion, but it was the haunted gas station. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for freeing me from my eternal torment. The reason that gas station was closed because it was on an ancient Indian burial ground and they were torturing my soul. I'm not Native American, but I was there for some reason. My bones I built, got... I built my house slash gas station on top of it and it angered the Native spirits. Yeah. Can I, I, I moved the headstones, but I didn't move the bodies. Can I just say, I've never been more disappointed in a drink menu at a restaurant and it's not it's not that it was a bad drink menu at i I guess they now love us because they follow us on twitter foul play in nashville but party foul party nashville foul chicken chicken guy don't don't call it nashville foul chicken (laughs) so what it was, it wasn't a bad drink menu. It had fun stuff. It had, like, really good frozen drinks. It had probably the best frozen mule I've ever had in my life. But when you pre- you preface it with, they have a Bloody Mary where they shove a whole live chicken on the top and set it on fire with 151 rum, and by the end it's roasted perfectly for your tasting. I'm like, I want some Buck Wild fucking the Vortex bullshit, and then I was like, okay, I guess a frozen Moscow Mule will get me where I need to go, I guess. I guess it was one of those off-menu things. Like, it's 
it, it seems like one of those places where it's like you gotta know what to order and they'll just like fuck your shit up. So wait, hold on. You're saying they have the most buckwild secret menu of all time where you can walk up and be like, can I have a margarita with a live hamster floating in it? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you, you, want, the, you want the green rat. Yeah, I got one of them in the back right now. Oh, you want that swimming critter, all right. <laughs> We got that. And then, of course, to order the Bloody Mary, do you have the blood jam? Yes. Oh, you mean the red sin. The- <laughs> 52 ounces of you're going to hell. You mean Christ's blood. <laughs> the chicken experience. It's like, you know, we have to crucify that chicken first. Yeah, that's what it is. There's a straw sticking out of it, but it's also a cross, and there's a chicken crucified on it. And that's what this one is. They just hand you a roasted chicken, like, just standing up, and you say, okay, where's the Bloody Mary? Yeah. They just stick a straw in it. But the whole time, like, right before they give it to you, you have to open your mouth and they put a small wafer on your tongue and they're like, body of Christ, body of Christ, Christ. now blood of Christ, Christ. chicken blood of Christ. There actually have to be three ordained ministers around you chanting a Gregorian chant (laughs) as you drink it. Yeah. Or you'll actually die and go to hell. Like, a physical demon will drag you. Well, speaking of drinking, I do want to ask, because the one Buckwild thing we did do was buy a 12-pack of White Claw in an attempt to give it to professional wrestler, the bad boy Joey Janela. And <laughs> I have things to say about White Claw. Thank <laughs> you. And we failed at that, which meant that we drove home with, like, fucking this whole pack of White Claw. We ended up giving four of them to Gazi, who was with us. The next day, he messaged me and was like... I'm at work at Cracker Barrel, and I'm drinking a claw. And I'm like, I don't think you can do that at work, buddy. That's not your thing. Wait, what the fuck, Gazi? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I, okay, I agree with Gazi, though. He did say that Lime White Claw was the only good one. Um, oh, man, that's not good, because I don't have the lime. I have two raspberries and a black cherry. But I want to discuss the experience you had... Last night during Fight Boys. All right. Now let me let me start out by saying that I started by trying the black cherry claw, which was pretty good. It's not the best pl- black cherry thing I've ever had because yeah. you can get a Mike's Hard black cherry flavor, and that's the best. Well, I was kind of terrified of that one because if you'll remember, last time we went to Hattie B's, I had a black cherry alcoholic seltzer that put me under the table vomiting immediately. It was so bad. It did, it was, that one was very horrible. I think that was a Truly or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the White Claw is not bad. I would, I would drink it if it was available. Now, if I only, if, if it hits me, the Natural Lime White Claw is good. I would drink this. Yeah. Like, it would be like, I would get a six pack of beer for the week, or maybe six White Claws if they were the lime flavored. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... I decided, oh no, I've drank all of my lime-flavored White Claws. Yes. And the only other flavor I've got left is Ruby Grapefruit. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Ruby Grapefruit. I mean, I like grapefruits. It's fine. Don't know what the ruby is about it. Hold on. Keep in mind, we are live on air recording a podcast doing fight boys as you crack into this we're getting ready to finish the show and this happens um scotty could you actually just kind of go through your outro stuff oh yeah yeah hold on uh because it was right before jwf so i was like all right ladies and gentlemen we've talked a lot oh, what's this <laughs> we've yeah, talked me, a lot about pro wrestling, but we're oh just- god <laughs> oh it's so bad it tastes like burnt meat. <laughs> you were just like horribly screaming. Dylan was trying to like leave. He was trying to get off the air, and immediately you did that, and he went, "No, no, no! I'm gonna stick here for this until the white claw situation is over." I, I, I think that was the biggest something that I did has ever made Dylan laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I was really proud of you. I've never heard him bust out like that. Like, Dylan's usually like, hey, can we edit this out of the show? Edit that out of the show. I've never heard him forcefully be like, keep that in the fucking show. That right there. Keep it in. That was a genuine moment of honesty right there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I have yet to crack into the White Claws, but I have, uh, I'm, I'm happy I do have them because I went, I went full vegan, Blake. I'm on day three going full vegan, and I've never wanted a loaded baked potato more in my entire life. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, that'll do it to you. It's a lot of bananas. <laughs> it's a... I got a, a plate of southwestern lentils, and it's like lentils and spinach and red roasted pepper, and I went, oh, this should be fine. And I've discovered, I discovered what the life of a vegan is like. It's taking two bites of something and being like, this is really good, followed by 20 minutes of suffering of this is not as good as I thought it was. I am chewing more today than I have in the past 50 years. Oh, God, that that would not do well with my TMJ right right off the bat. Yeah. Um, that sounds utterly horrible. Do you think that the reason... That most vegans are stereotyped as being very loud and proud about their veganship is because it is basically tor- self-torture. Yeah, it's almost like coming back from the army and you're like, I did it! I've gone through hell! <laughs> I've survived! That's what veganism is like. And they just want to come out of the world and be like, look what I've done! As they, like, just pull out a live chicken and said, I didn't eat this! And then they shove it on a cross and then put that in a Bloody Mary. It's like, listen, if the chicken's not in the Bloody Mary, I can still drink it. Yeah. But, Blake, I do want to talk about the greatest moment in my entire life that happened on my way to your house before we went to Nashville... Because I stopped through Irondale, which is, it's getting better, but it used to be a real kind of ghetto-ass town up in Birmingham. And I stop at a stoplight. And I look across the street. And I just see a tiny little man in a wheelchair and a cowboy hat not giving a fuck as he just starts crossing the street and... Blake, when you use a wheelchair, what part of your body do you think you're using the most to get momentum? Oh, it's obviously, um, your arms. Yes, you use your hands to push the wheels forward. Not this motherfucker, because in the wheelchair, he's using his legs to kick himself across the street like a toddler in a fucking scooter car, and he has the biggest cowboy hat I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's why, Blake, I think this week my idea is can we tell the wheelchair cowboy story? Can we get the story out to the world? Because... I don't know. Why was he in a wheelchair? His legs clearly worked. Why is he a cowboy? Why is he going across the street? Ah, already got it. No way he's in a wheelchair. Shot in the butt. He has... Thank you, Oscar. He has a broken ass. He has broken his ass, but the rest of his legs work perfectly fine. Old Doc Holliday shot him right in the butt. Okay, so wait. <laughs> and wheelchair cowboy said, I thought that was gonna be a vaccine. So wait, are you saying that this was a specter who haunts the streets of Irondale? He was killed in the Wild West. Yep. No, he was he's still alive. He's just a really old cowboy. Maybe there's like there's a bone in your body. No, wait, what it is, there's some. There's something in your body, and it's the countdown clock to death. And when he got shot in the butt, it clipped the wires. And so now he can never die because it never clips. It's just he diffused his death bomb. He clipped the red wire, and it took him out. I just want, I want there to be a little vignette cut in at that point when he gets shot. 
and you see Death, like, he's just chilling in his big robe in all of these hallways full of, uh, sand, or hourglasses, and he stops, he turns around, he looks, and he pulls one out, and then one of the hourglasses has just stopped. It just shatters. He, he just taps it, it just kind of crumbles to dust, you got Death out there like... Oh, I'm not sh- dealing with this today. Oh, no, I kind of like the opposite. It's that like, now ever- I've got to deal with this. Yeah, that ever since then, Death has been, like, on a vengeance mission trying to track down the wheelchair cowboy and bring him to death justice. So, okay, where do we start our movie? Because we've got the we've got the origin story, but, like... Nowadays, people don't want the origin story. They know the background of the cowboy in the wheelchair. Yes, because this is our third reboot of Wheelchair Cowboy. (laughs) Yes! So it's like, we already know the story. Let's get around to what's happening with Wheelchair Cowboy now. So, where is it? Do we pull like a... Do we pull, like, a preacher situation where he's going across the world witnessing? Or is he just... Like, what's his gig? What's he... Now that he's discovered himself to be an immortal, what does he want to do now? Maybe... I, I, I kind of like the preacher idea, but let's let's go... Instead of preacher, let's say it's the television series Incredible Hulk. Okay! And at the end of each episode, the piano music plays as he wheelchairs down the street towards a Walmart. He wheelchairs backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's still hitchhiking. But he's pushing with his legs. And he's got his fucking thumb out. Yeah, and he's trying his best to get someone to pick him up in the wheelchair. Can we, can we instead go to the future? Could it be future wheelchair cowboy? Like wheelchair oh. cowboy twenty seven seven. Yeah, wheelchair cowboy in the future. Who's jumped into the future to put right what will go wrong? <laughs> no, because now what can happen is like, or do we do? Is it a Logan situation where we watch him throughout his whole life up until he's in the year twenty seven seven and. Maybe he wants to fight back. Like, Death's getting closer every single year to catching him. And now he wants to fight back against Death. And that's when he turns his wheelchair into a fucking exosuit. He's, he's, he's the rocket wheelchair guy from Happy Wheels. Thank you, Gazi. <laughs> yep. There we go. Um... No, I do want to say we need to have some motivations for why Wheelchair Cowboy just doesn't want to die. Well, he can't die, is the thing. Well, see, if death catches up to him, though, oh, you gotta I wonder. See. I see what you mean. Um, oh. Is it a family situation? Does he have a daughter out there he's never met, and he's trying to cross the country to find her? Man, it's going to be real bad if he, it takes him till 2077, because... <laughs> I don't think she would live that long. Yeah, no, he's got a TARDIS, and he goes back in time to save his daughter from death. Wait, no, 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 that could be a thing! He finds his daughter and starts clipping. He now has... He knows. Because here's what I'm thinking. He gets shot in the butt and is about to die. Then, when the doctor removes the bullet, he snips the death wire, and the doctor's like, I've I've learned how to fight death itself but he doesn't want to use the power but then wheelchair cowboy forces him to give him the power and now wheelchair cowboy is going across it's almost villainous because now he is snipping other people's death wire and forcing them to live forever yeah oh maybe though wheelchair cowboy because his death wire has been snipped yeah he now has full control over his life which means he could go backwards and forwards to any point in his life that he's already lived. And he can snip other people's death wires as well. And this is like causing a real tizzy up at the death ranch. Right. <laughs> so like he finds out after years of experimenting how to make everyone else live forever. Yeah. And he starts going back in time to try to save his loved ones. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm down with that. I don't know. Do we want to pull the time travel angle? Because what part 
of getting your death wire snipped causes you to immediately get the power of time travel. I don't know. He's just now the master of life. Oh my god, Gazi does point out, do they stop aging when the wire is snipped? Or are people just getting older, grayer, and more immobile as it goes on? Oh, most definitely. The end of the movie will be wheelchair cowboy, like, as a shriveled husk. As the worm from the chocolate episode of Spongebob, essentially. But no. And then death will, he will greet death as an old friend, and they will finally fly off into the sunset. But no, no, here's my thing. Yeah, I I think the end of it has to be him accepting that his mission is done. And passing on, here's my idea. He wants to pass on being the immortal one, Hulk Hogan, (laughs) walks the wastelands and brings the good word to other people. And um, at one point, so like, I feel like he thinks of the death wire as like a, something you can pass on to the next generation. And he does when he finds his great granddaughter and she is like eight years old. And she's gonna die. And uh-huh. so, he pulls out a gun and shoots the eight-year-old in the ass. And then snips the wire. And Wait, then- why is shooting people a prerequisite to snipping the wire? <laughs> it's the easiest way to get there, baby! You can't just... That's the worst way to perform surgery. Wait, 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 wait. What if uh, death has goons, and one of the goons shoots the eight-year-old in the ass, and then suddenly wheelchair cowboy's like, what? Oh, no. I know what I have to do. And then just, like, snips the death wire, leans back, and sacrifices himself to death as he looks at his daughter and is like, run, child! Fly, you fool! Get out of here! Oh, this is the end. You know, death is coming for him. And he says, you lived a lot longer than most. He says, I know. I don't regret a single second. But death, before you take me, I gotta tell you something. I tell you something real important. Yeah. You little bitch, death. <laughs> no, 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 no. What? It, how about at this point is the big twist of the movie? There has to be a huge twist in the film. And the twist is the fact that he does not need the wheelchair at all. So, like, the epic <laughs> final battle, he's facing off against death. It's right after the great-granddaughter gets shot in the ass. He slowly stands up and just rushes towards her and snips it. And then he gives himself unto death to give his grand great-granddaughter the opportunity to run and escape death and live as he has lived, traveling across the nation. And his last and in his last moments he stands proudly and takes off his cowboy hat, rips off his clothes, and underneath it is a black suit and a red bow tie, and some familiar orchestral music starts up as you hear. And he starts doing the Six Flags Man dance as he fights off against death. But it's not the normal Vangavas. It's like this epic orchestral, like dun 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 And they're like fighting back and forth, and eventually he gives himself into death. And then Duel of the Fates starts playing at some point, and it gets real good. No, it's a remix of Duel of the Fates with Vanga Bus. <laughs> uh, the, uh, at one point, Death is staring down at the cowboy as he's actu- after he's actually broken one of the cowboy's kneecaps. Yeah. The cowboy is slumped. He says, it's over, cowboy. I have the high ground. No, 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 no. I do like this as a scene. Wheelchair cowboy, after spending so many years falsifying the fact that he needs to live in a wheelchair, just slowly crawls over to the wheelchair, puts himself back in it, puts on his cowboy hat, lights a cigarette, and he goes, Well, what are you waiting for? Holds out his hands. (laughs) He's like, eh? What do you think? (laughs) And then death rushes towards him. Then, from the ground, he pulls up his daughter's death wire, great-granddaughter's death wire, shoves it into death himself, making death, (laughs) reconnecting his death clock, and killing the Grim Reaper. However, the unintended side effect is, 
You know what happens when you kill the Grim Reaper? No one else can die. No, no, his the Grim Reaper. The Grim, he puts the Grim Reaper's cloak on. And he becomes the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> yes, baby. And then an elf flies in, but it's his great granddaughter, and is like, "Let me teach you the ways, sir." His face slowly decays, like he's waking up for a business meeting. One day, looks in the mirror, his fucking flesh is melted off, and it's just a skeleton. Man, wheelchair cowboy sure went up in life. <laughs> wheelchair cowboy went places, baby. We came. He didn't do many cowboy things, but I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. So, what's the name of the film? Is it Wheelchair Cowboy, and that's it? Is, is it like a wheelchair cowboy? Dun, dun. Or, or are we going to go a different route? Um, I would say we should call it Death Clock, but they've already got that one taken. That's that, Yeah, that's blatantly a thing already. Um, maybe... Now, could we have the band Death Clock actually providing some of the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, anytime you go to, like, Death's headquarters, they're hanging out in the back. Um, I will say the film will, uh, have a remixed orchestral version of Limp Biscuits rolling in the, uh, the fucking... The trailer for it. Like a bunch of little kids all being like, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And it's just showing him wheeling across the street each time. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I keep rolling, 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 child. Um, Could it be called rolling? And that's it. Rolling, the wheelchair cowboy story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big... uh, better than the Dark Tower, claims everyone. Ironsides, the Dark Tower reboot, featuring Wheelchair Cowboy. The be- the movie that's a better Dark Tower movie than the actual Dark Tower movie, and it has nothing to do with the Dark Tower. Oh my god, can he please pull some gunslinger bullshit, though, but it's all within the seat? So he's just shuffling around his arms. Oh, you know he's got a he's got a gun in that thing. Like he just presses a button and he's got a mini gun under his crotch. Oh yeah, once it gets to like twenty seventy seven and it becomes a mech suit, like it's full on like well shit. What was the Tarantino Rodriguez vampire movie? Dawn of the Dead? No, that's not it no. at all. No, nope. from dusk till dawn, and just yeah. like fucking his dick becomes a machine gun. Like all kinds of weird, wacky incidents happen. But Blake, you know, if you could, if we could go forward to 2077, you know, I bet those wheelchair dicks are pretty expensive. And if we were going to afford them, we're going to have to go to the shill station. Ding, ding. Watch out, cowboy. No, Scotty, wait. We can't pull into the shill station. There's a guy in the wheelchair crossing. (laughs) Hold on. He's using his fucking legs. (laughs) This piece of shit. So, Blake Tanner, you know what I love? Dollar, dollar bills, baby. Dollar, dollar bills, baby. And we are all about it. It makes it sound greedy. We do this show for free because we love doing it, but we'd love to get compensated for it. And if you guys would like to, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, you can support Fight Boys, you can support the entire BS network, and you get exclusive perks like shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon saints of the BS, my mom and dad, and also the first mate of the BS, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas. In addition to that, you get access to me and Blake's show you paid for this where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them i did forcibly i strapped blake into a chair like clockwork orange and forced him to watch cat in the hat and he went a little insane i would say during it what what are you talking about who would have gone insane oh yeah (laughs) and also you get access to our discord you get all kinds of awesome perks just ask gazi the undisputed patreon champion because i mean we just get he got four white claws because he's a patron and we we care for him. And if you want to join him, go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. But Blake, look, I know Rallies makes a good t-shirt. But who else makes good, good soft t-shirts, I wonder? Uh whatever company makes the t-shirts that like 
we sell through our merch store. What the fuck kind of lead-in was that? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not us. You just you just put the you just put the art on it. Look, motherfucker. We don't we don't make them. <laughs> motherfucker, don't do this right now. Just tell them. Tell them the website. Say the name. Oh yeah, and merch.loadofpurebs.com. I mean, there we we sell them. Say we my get, name. Say my name. We get money for them. We look at all those great logos that you see. All those logos for all of our shows, like this one, like Fight Boys, like Fun Fiction, like um, Opposite Attraction. All <laughs> those. You know, I thought you were about to be like like uh, the other one that happens sometimes. I guess. Like um, the uh, you know, like the the Flop House. That's one of ours, right? <laughs> <laughs> like my brother, my brother and me, the VS Network show. But yeah, we've got we got artwork for all of our different shows. I get bored sometimes, and I'm just like, let's draw me and Blake as Ducktales, and then I would make a shirt of that. I think I don't know if the My Little Pony one is up, but there is still a Garbo Stranger Things shirt you can purchase. Get ready for Halloween. So fucking bad. And uh, also, I hate that Stranger Things shirt more than life itself. <laughs> and also, the most important thing they have on we have on the website, Blake. Do you, what is it? What is it? Oh, uh, uh, is it the the the, the, the boozy sippy cup with the big cups? We, we got. got cups. That's right. We got cups for you to sip all of your favorite beverages out of them. Use it to sneak alcohol into Dragon Con. That's what we'll probably do, unless the Dragon Con people listen to me say that just then. And, and you can get it for yourself at merch.aloadofyourbs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the late tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! All right, Blakey T, we've learned the history of the fucking greatest superhero known to mankind, the man who defeated death, the wheelchair cowboy, but now I gotta ask... What did you bring to the table this week? What's our next money-making scheme? Well, Scotty, I, I think that it's once again time to break into the uh, the video game development um, business. Okay. Because um, just recently, and it ties into with my awesome thing this week, I got um, a copy of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and I've been playing it. Okay. And, man, I love that kind of fighting game. Where it's like, you know what, let's just throw a bunch of fucking people in here from all of our game series that don't normally mesh together. Yeah. And let's just make them fight. So like a a, um, a, a DC versus Mortal Kombat, a Marvel versus Street Fighter, all of those kind of bullshit ridiculous games is what you're proposing. Yeah, except I think that we need to... There are some that we need to give their their just dues to. There are some people that... Uh, and, and there are some characters and creations that just... They, they're just not ever going to be in any of these games. And I think that we need to just pick some of our favorite characters that we want to see beat the shit out of each other. Okay, okay. So, like, you're proposing a fighting game where Nicolas Cage could put up Dukes against, like, Owen Wilson, I guess. Yes, and where Nicolas Cage has about 57 alternate appearances. <laughs> it's, wait, hold on, hold on. Are we making the fucking... It's called Cage Fighter, and it's just different Nicolas Cage characters fighting each other, and that's it. That's the game. I think it's it's more like there was I don't know if it's still around. There's this website called Salty Bets. Okay. 
And it's essentially somebody made this shitty, um, like, uh, 2D fighting uh, game where they just constantly added in characters with, like, their own movesets. So, like, you might see Vegeta fight um, the alien from the Alien series. Yeah. Or you may see Aladdin fight three Aladdins. I mean, what you're proposing is literally the game Super Fight that we've played on the show before. You're yeah, we're making, making a better one. We're making better Super Fight. Um, Listen, there's a billion fighting games forever. Yeah. And I think we should take some of our... Some characters you'd never see in a fighting game and we just throw them against each other. And just see what happens? Yeah. Like... I don't know, what happened, let's just say, what about the fucking Noid? Let's throw the Noid in there. Okay, so the Noid, okay, how about this? Let's instead just figure out who would win, this is now Death Battle, but with characters that should never be on Death Battle. So uh, the, also, as Gazi pointed out, Waluigi is going to be in this game. Yeah, well, hold on. That's our other game. That's Cage Fighter. It's going to be all Nicolas Cage characters and also Waluigi. <laughs> just the one. Um, okay, so the Noid is your character. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna pull a character from Cage Fighter, the Noid versus Ghost Rider. Who wins? Oh, well, see, that's the thing. Um, Ghost Rider, he's got that really good short game. If you get close to the Ghost Rider, you're gonna lose. But the Noid, the Noid is a long-range opponent. He throws pizzas at you. Yes, as a matter of fact... His passive ability is the fact that everybody wants to avoid him. Yeah, oh, that is a good, good point. And, well, the thing is, with Ghost Rider, he got that big old chain. He could just whip the chain at you and bring it back. He could, he could, but that's the thing. The, but when he brings the Noid closer, his body is repelled like magnetism. Because <laughs> he has to avoid the Noid, man. And that's the thing. When the, when the Noid, when you pull the Noid in... The Noid yeah. just pulls out a pizza, slaps you in the face with it, and then you go flying into the wall. Now you got pepperonis in your eyes, and and you just got avoided by the Noid. I've never, I've never thought that you could ever convince me that the Noid would be an OP character in a fighting game. But unless he is fighting a sniper, I do not think the Noid will ever be defeated because of this. And also, let's not forget... The Noid's entire mission in life is to ruin pizza. And Ghost Rider with that big old flaming face with the reds and the oranges, he does look like a big old pizza. Maybe that's why the Ghost Rider and the Noid are the big rivals yeah. in the game. So wait, that's the fucking... I'm trying to think of the big rivals for Mortal Kombat. So, like, Liu Kang and main bad guy. like yeah, the, or the, like uh, Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. So, wait, is Noid the Shang Tsung of this game? You have to fight up until you eventually get to the Noid? Yeah, I mean, he stole all the pizza from the fighting game summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's defeated Ghost Rider and... Uh, in part one of this bullshit tournament, would you like to provide the next uh, fighter to try to take on the Noid? Alright, to try to take on the Noid, maybe we should just go, uh, I don't know, maybe OP, but not too OP. Let's dip into the... Hmm. Well, can I make a proposal? Hold, hold on, let me just look. Okay, I got it. Well, no. This is gonna be good. No, no, no. I saw you do your thing where you look around your room, and I'm shocked no, you I've didn't already, just... I've got it. I've got someone that's not in my room, though, because it... he'd be too big to fit in my room. Yeah. Because he's Lightning fucking McQueen. I do... Okay. <laughs> and Lightning McQueen... What's like... Not only is able to deliver pizzas because he's a car, but he's also able to deliver hot pain. Yeah, but... How is he going to get past the avoid the Noid effect? How is he going to get around the magnetism? He's going to go so real fucking fast. So wait, he's going to fucking rainbow dash, rainbow boom into the fucking Noid's face and take him. I don't know. I'm still thinking the fucking Noid's got this. 
Because, like, lightning's got to build up some speed to get to that. And before that, the Noid can just throw a pizza in his eye windshield and cause him to run off the road. Oh, no, it's Cars 3 all over again. It's Cars... That's exactly what happens in Cars 3. A crazed fan throws a pizza at Lightning McQueen and he dies. That's actually... That's gonna be... That's his origin story for why he's in the fighting game. The Noid caused his crash by throwing a pizza at him. But, I mean... I don't think he's gonna defeat the Noid. I just don't. I don't think he's got it. But I know... I know who does. All right. The guy that killed Osama. Don't remember his name, but fucking SEAL Team 6 is coming in, baby! And they're breaking into the arena and going to kill the Noid. But you know what? Oh no, fuck you! SEAL Team 6, they couldn't get the job done because they were supposed to have pizza for lunch. Oh no! And that pizza never came. No, 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 that's what it is. The Noid did that. That's what pissed them off and put them in. I love this as a six-man person in this fighting tournament. They dive in and try to defeat him, and the Noid immediately, like, fights off five of them. I assume they're six, because... Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) And then the sixth one caps the Noid straight in the dome, and everyone's like, The Noid's gone. And then... Gong... Gong. The Noid just slowly sits up as electricity shoots from his body, and he is now, he is ascended to the level of the, the Noider Taker. <laughs> the Pizza Taker. <laughs> the Pizza Taker, that's what is, that's him now. Yeah, he's the Pizza Taker, aka the Noid, and he just immediately grabs the sixth man, grabs him by the throat, choke slams him through the level where he falls onto spikes, because it's now that Mortal Kombat episode. Yep, now we're just Mortal Kombat, so I guess... Okay, I know now. You I got, got it. it. No, hold on, let's not forget. It's He not only has the Avoid the Know It powers, he also now has electricity powers and uh, the ability to throw electrified pizzas at you. So that means that the only person who has a hope of defeating him is somebody who would have unlimited time to defeat the pizza taker. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Noid, I've come to bargain. And that is what's going to happen when when Bill Murray from Groundhog Day shows up. Okay, I thought you were going to say Wheelchair Cowboy makes an appearance. (sighs) Maybe maybe Wheelchair Cowboy has to steal Bill Bill Murray's powers from Groundhog Day. Yeah. And to where, like, so you've got your character who now... There's nothing stopping him from finding the Noid's weakness because he has unlimited days. Yeah, he has all the days in the and he won't. That's that old song on the radio. It ain't gonna change until he defeats the Noid, which means that. Hold on, we are literally remaking the ending of Doctor Strange right now because it's going to be Bill Murray constantly coming to the pizza taker and be like, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Until he's eventually like, you leave this planet forever. Oh no, that is until one day, dejectedly, Bill Murray is like thinking, ah, I'm not going to be able to beat him. I just... I don't know. I thought that was my purpose. I thought I was going to be the one to do it. And then he looks up and he sees his high school sweetheart that he never got a chance to reconnect with. And and he goes over and they have a wonderful day together. And he thinks, you know, I'm at least I may not have been able to defeat the Noid today, but at least I had that perfect day with her. And then he wakes up the next morning and he's broken the cycle and the Noid wins again. No! We were so close to beating the Noid! <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have Do you have any... I, I've got barely any ideas, buddy. I got no plans. Well, who could do it? Who could beat the Noid? Oh, <laughs> Blake is now just Googling. Like, I know the man to defeat the Noid. Well, I'm gonna have to go back into time... And, um, I, I'm realizing now that we could just, like, take all of the characters in the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny by 
Old Neil C. Neil C. Yeah, and just throw all of them at him. Um, actually, we could just do Gandalf the Gray and Gandalf the White, Monty Python and the Holy No, no, we can't do this. We can't just steal Neil's song. Okay, I think I've got it because here's the thing: what about the Death Star? The Death Star. No, no, no. Why do you avoid the Noit? It's not a magnetism about him. It's not this. It's the fact that you don't want him to fuck up your pizza. It's the fact that people love pizza so much that they don't want to go near him. SEAL Team 6 loved pizza. Bill Murray loved pizza. We need somebody whose body is pure, whose body is so athletic that he doesn't care if the Noid fucks up his pizza. And that's why, Blake, today... Coming to the ring, it is John Cena. Uh, actually, sorry, we couldn't get John. No, hold on, sorry. Yeah, we couldn't get John in the ring because he's doing a sh- he's doing a movie. Oh, so shit, John was let him fight. John was doing a movie. Damn it, John. John, we were so close. We had something there, baby. So. If we're worried about him fucking up pizza, that means that we have to bring in pizza itself to defend. So Pizza the Hut pizza from the fucking hut. Star from uh, Spaceballs comes in. Although, wait, what if what if Pizza the Hut's on his side? Because Pizza the Hut ain't a normal pizza. He's a pizza that's already been f- just massively fucked up. What if Pizza the Hut is the big bad behind the Noid? Or the opposite. What if Pizza the Hut is like the Goro you have to fight before you get to the Noid? Well, Fuck, guys, he's got it! We need a vegan! We need a vegan who doesn't <laughs> eat pizza! Eat pizza. A vegan would win it. Now, I do want to go back, though, and say, I think that Pizza the Hut would still be the big bad because he's the big mobster. And also, he's a he is the embodiment of fucked up pizza so yeah. he wants all pizza to look like him oh okay I like that so and Goro was always a little bit harder than Shang Tsung from what I've found so maybe that's I'm sorry I'm just now googling famous vegans um I think it needs to be a team because I feel like the only way to defeat Pizza the Hut would be by eating him yeah <laughs> just yeah you're right you're not wrong yeah that's well, actually, at the end, Pizza the Hut has, like in the movie, eaten himself. Yes, he has eaten himself to death. That's what it is. They trick him. They trick him into eating himself. Or, like Gazi mentioned, of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just pile on. Yeah, holy shit, why have we not... Okay, so... Okay. I don't know who defeats the Noid, but the, he opens the door, and Pizza the Hut's like, Do you think you could really defeat me? No. But they can. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, teenage... And Michelangelo just eats the entire Pizza of the Hut. And this is actually, like, that's the final fight. It's Michelangelo versus Pizza of the Hut. Fuck me! Yes! I'm sorry, I just looked up Famous Vegans, Blake. And, uh, old Doctor Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch, is vegan. So, yes, Bill Murray... Gives Doctor Strange the Groundhog's Day mantle, and do- he full on. I've come to bargain Dormammu's with the Noid until the Noid explodes. The n- <laughs> and then he, of course, used- it does have. To, it we do sacrifice Bartle Dark Kubersnatch. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's like the Ninja Turtles are behind him, and then in that really, really amazing New York accent looks back and is like, you guys go ahead. I'm from New York, you know. I am the American from New York. And you- then he hands the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like a small rat and he says, keep this safe. Take this rat with you, so says I, American Benedict Cumberbatch. And they're like, Cho, Master Splinter, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, in 20 years, he will grow up to be your master. Like, you must send him back in time, then. You must do that for me, please. Hey, we're real fun fact, Weird Al is a vegan. Okay, so he writes a song about the Noid. And then, 
Okay, no, never mind. I I want a alliance of vegans to take out the Noid, including American Benedict Cumberbatch. And then afterwards, they all run in, and Pizza the Hut's there, and he's just, like, massive, and they're like, How will you defeat me? Eat it! Eat it! No one wants to be defeated! And then the Ninja Turtles run in and eat him, and that's the yep. end of this video game. This is the <laughs> this is the last well, cutscene. That's the that's the main storyline. Um, yeah, yeah. You can use any of the characters that we mentioned in freeform fight mode, and there will be a thousand more. Yes. I do like how what we've described is probably the last fifth of this video game, if that. And the rest of it's just... Whatever. Could it be called Food Fight? And we don't... <laughs> and Dex Dog Detective is the main character. Yep. We bring in the whole Food Fight cast. Dex Dog Detective. Uh, scary... Scary... Lady Sh- from Brand X. Uh, scary... Cat girl. Sh- shit Rat. Nasty Shit, shit Rat. Shit Rat. Um, old Gay Bat. He's in there. Yep, they're all your favorites are back for Food Fight the video game, which features other characters that are going to be the ones you probably actually play with. Can it just be a lot of characters that like eating? Because I like Gazi did mention Shaggy and Scooby Doo. So could the name of it be based off like digestion or something like that? Digestion, pure ruthless digestion is the name of the game. Ruthless digestion. Oh, God, that went from zero to unappealing real quick. <laughs> they look at John. John, how do you expect to beat Pizza the Hut? And he grabs a microphone. Ruthless digestion. Maybe, maybe we can just call it Food Fight, because I bet we could get that IP real easy. We really could. But now, Blake, I do want to ask you a very important question. We've talked about Food Fight We've talked about rolling the wheelchair cowboy story, but now I've got to know, what was awesome this week? Um, a fantastic little store by the name of Bargain Hunt is what was awesome this week. Well, I mean, I thought, like, the fun, fun day you had with your buddy going to Nashville and getting White Claws would probably be better, but yeah, I talk mean, about... We already talked about Talk that. about your shit. Awesome. Talk about your we fucked up store, I guess, asshole. <laughs> we literally opened the show by saying how... Nothing wonderful happened. <laughs> Uneventful it was. <laughs> no, I want to talk about Bargain Hunt. Yeah. It is one of these stores that um, basically it gets any overstock, anything that big retailers um, can't or won't sell because, um, say, the box is damaged or yeah. um, it's just not something that was selling in their stores. And... Bargain Hunt, it's one of those stores, like Ollie's, like anything like that, except they have a huge selection of home furnishings, electronics, like a lot of bullshit that I wasn't expecting. fucking cotton, whatever you want. All that cotton? I got my favorite, like, body wash. I got three bottles of it for, like, five bucks. Hell yeah, that's all. Oh, Gazi does point out... Probably the most buckwild thing about that sa- that Sunday, which was the fact that he goes, his his awesome thing this week was hanging with us, meeting Blake, and it was on the exact anniversary of meeting me last year. So that was insanity. It was the anniversary of Gazi becoming a patron. So fuck yes. Uh, that was Gazi's awesome thing this week. Thanks for interrupting me, Gazi, bastard. <laughs> uh, but... The great thing that I saw is I got a, like, floor fan that's normally 40 bucks for 10 bucks, And I also got my copy of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which still retails for almost $60 for $33. Hell yeah, baby! That's dope! Because And it was all because the back, like, some of the plastic, it looks like it was torn or burnt or something yeah but the box is fine and the game plays fine where the fuck is this place i want to go um there are a few around the birmingham area next time you're in town let me know we'll go by one okay also gazi points out that my nails were on point sunday thank you gazi espionagecosmetics.com if you want to go we're not sponsored yet but we will be maybe one day possibly what was your awesome thing 
My awesome thing is genuinely, and I know I use hyperbole a lot on this show, and I had to do a lot of analysis to make sure what I'm about to say is correct, and I believe it's correct, in that what is awesome this week is genuinely the greatest 22 minutes of television I've ever seen in my entire life. And keep, I've seen The Rock talk, do promos live on Monday Night Raw. I've watched uh, Chris Lee Knows Best. I've seen a lot of shit. And this was the greatest 22 minutes of television I've ever seen. And it was the DuckTales episode entitled The Duck Knight Returns. In which they successfully, because a lot of people are pointing out this would be very difficult to do, successfully merged the worlds of Darkwing Duck and DuckTales. And holy fuck, oh, it's amazing! Oh, uh, I heard that they did that and I still need to watch it. I, I'm i really liking the new DuckTales it's series. very good. Well, the thing is about it is the fact that they had already introduced Darkwing Duck as a TV show that Launchpad, like, loved. And so I was like, uh, if that's the only way they'll do it, it'll be fine. And then this is the episode where they went, oh, no, bitch, we're about to pull the trigger on this entire motherfucking thing. And I went, oh, shit. Okay, Can I give a plot synopsis, including some, mm, probably some spoilers? That is fine. Go ahead. So I'm not too worried about spoilers for DuckTales. I'll still probably enjoy it. Essentially, the episode is all about the fact that they're rebooting Darkwing Duck as like a gritty Christopher Nolan-esque film. And Launchpad McQuack takes the voice or the actor who portrayed Darkwing, who I think was named like Jim. It's Jim something, but playing off of Jim Cummings, who voiced the original Darkwing. And he does voice that Darkwing, too. And so... They go and try to stop it, and they run into a guy who's a super fan of Darkwing, and it turns out he's the actor playing Darkwing in the reboot, and it pisses off the Jim, uh, basically, to a point where he's like, no, we've got to stop this, dresses up like Darkwing Duck, and basically orders Launchpad to go force the uh, actor to stay in his studio room so he can take over the role for the rest of the film. It... And it essentially then goes into a point where Launchpad realizes, like, and it's really cool commentary on, like, the reboot world and the fact that a lot of the fans are like, they don't know what they're doing with this. They, they're they doing bullshit when, in reality, the people making it are probably just as big of fans as we are. And so, um... Well, that's actually how you can tell a good reboot from a bad one. Yeah. And so, like, the actor who's portraying Darkwing in the reboot is a huge super fan, and they're like... Well, why don't we go get Jim and all three of us get together can make the perfect Darkwing movie? And they goes, yeah. So they go in, but Jim's already on set, taking over the role of Darkwing, and then he just fucking snaps. He is in full Darkwing regalia. He has a laser cannon that was used as a prop in the show or in the movie and is now shooting at the director and everybody for ruining the show because he's now become like this old grizzled guy who's doing like sofa commercials instead of being a famous actor like he once was. And then from the shadows comes the actor in full Darkwing regalia, acting like the perfect reboot of Darkwing Duck, and they get into an epic battle, and then during the battle, they cause, like, this big, um, almost like a, I can't remember the name for it, big electricity tower to malfunction, and Launchpad is in front of it trying to convince them to stop fighting just so they can make the movie. Then new actor shoves Launchpad out of the way. Then Jim shoves them both out of the way. And it explodes. And now Jim's nowhere to be seen. Old Darkwing is gone. And then cut to Launchpad and the actor being like, Well, I've killed my <laughs> I've killed one of my favorite people of all time I'm not exactly sure how to deal with that and Launchpad looks at him and goes have you ever thought about doing this like in real life you could be a real superhero and he goes I guess I could he goes you've already got one fan and he asks him for an autograph he signs his name and it's Drake fucking Mallard the name of Darkwing Duck and I shit my pants <laughs> And then, That's fucking good. No. 
it gets better because also there's also there's little things throughout it that you'll also enjoy so i don't mind giving you the big twist because the big twist is it cuts to a sewer grate and you see like purple ink Oh, I know. You I, s- I, yep. Oh, yeah, you see Purple Ink soaking out, and you hear Jim's voice as he's like, They want grim and gritty, huh? I'll be happy to play the part. Turns around, and I don't know how the water turned his outfit yellow and red, but it does, and he's now Negaduck. It set up the entire Darkwing Duck cinematic universe, and I'm so happy! That's actually very good the way they did that because when um, colors run in fabric, it will usually turn like one color into essentially the opposite on the color spectrum. Yeah. That was, that's actually fucking beautiful. It's such a good show, dude. And it was the, probably my, I watched all of it on like YouTube clips and it was, I've watched it at least like five times since I saw it initially because I loved it so much. So yeah, Duck Knight Returns, check it out. Holy shit, DuckTales is amazing. But until then, Blake, where could people find you on the internet? Well, let me, uh... Make this pretty quick because I got to I got a good twenty two minutes on the that twenty two minutes. <laughs> you know you can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube and wherever I don't do things on the internet other than this podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Check out my Fiverr account if you want any work done. Just look up Scotty Moore. I'm on there. And, of course, remember to check out the other shows online at a load of purebs.com from Fight Boys to Fun Fiction to that other show I do sometimes, Opposite Attractions. They're all available at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for giving us those sweet beats you hear at the beginning and the end of our program. That is called Ric Flair. Ric Flair from their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. And of course, remember to support the show. If you can't do it monetarily, we understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. That way every episode goes straight to your feed. Whatever you'd like to do to help support us, it would mean the world. Or just, like, message us on Twitter. It's fun getting feedback on the show and stuff like that. And watch us live every single Sunday or maybe Wednesday at twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes and we will see you next week david david crockett king of the wild frontier buy my strawberries <laughs>